Let's get into the Word. So Luke chapter 11, we're in a series on prayer. Uh, and uh, we've been talking about prayer. Luke 11, we're going to be in verses 1 through 12. I'll go ahead and read this. Um, it's kind of a little bit longer. We've been breaking this passage down. Because the disciples asked Jesus a question. They said, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? And then Jesus gives them a teaching on prayer. And so these are the words of what, what Jesus said on how to pray. And so that's what we're, what we're studying. And, and I don't know about you, but I need my prayers answered. How many of you need your prayers answered? Would you say amen to that? Yeah? Yeah. You, there's things that, things that are out of our control that we need God to do. And so let's look what Jesus said. It says in Luke 11, it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. All right? And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, notice here was the question, Lord, teach us to pray or teach us how to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Now, this is his teaching. He said to them, when you pray. Now, we've said it lots of times. He didn't say if you pray. He said when you pray. So it's something we should be doing. When you pray, he said, pray, Father, how would be your name, your kingdom come? Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. He says, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And notice, lead us not into temptation. And then Jesus said to them, suppose, here's a story Jesus gives. He gives a parable, he gives a story. And this is still a part of his teaching on prayer. He says, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. And a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, that shameless audacity, some versions will say persistence. Okay, because of that persistence, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask. I like this. He says, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? Obviously, the answer to that question is no, he would not. And he goes on to say that if you will give, as, as earthly fathers, if you would give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to you? The disciples asked Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. We know that prayer is important. We all agree that we all need our prayers answered. There are going to be times where there are things out of our control that we need God to do. Jesus was a man of prayer. And so they asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray the way that you pray. The idea is this, they've always prayed. These were spiritual men and they were men who had prayed. These are people who worship God and believed in God and their whole life they prayed. But what they realized is this, is that Jesus, when he prayed, his prayers his prayers were answered. 
Do you remember when Jesus stood before the multitude and he said, I'm going to break this bread? And remember, he prayed over it. And what did he do? He fed the multitudes. You see, the disciples understood that there was something about Jesus and his prayers. That when Jesus prayed, God answered his prayers. Have you ever known some people that you're like, man, this, these, they're just, they know how to get God's attention. You know what I mean? There's just some people that when they pray, they get things done. I know some people like that in my life. And I, I mean, I strive to be that person. But I also know some people that I know that if I ask a certain individual or two that if they pray, that God's going to answer their prayers. They, for some reason, they just, they just are in tune with God. Are you with me? Well, Jesus was in tune with God. Obviously, he was God's son. But when he prayed, things happened. When he prayed, his prayers were answered. And so his disciples, they begin to see this and they say, we want to learn how to pray the way you pray and the way that John prayed because your prayers got answered. Now, as I said this morning, I desire for my prayers to be answered. And so we look at this teaching of Jesus and we saw a number of things. The first week we saw the model prayer. We're not going to go through or review it, but he talked about the model prayer. Remember, he said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And he lays it out. Now, understand, that's not a prayer. That's a memorized prayer. Because Jesus said, don't pray, just memorize prayers. Prayer is talking to God. And we're going to discuss this in a few moments. But I truly believe this prayer is a two-way street. It is us talking to God. But if we listen while we pray, it is God talking to us. Prayer is a two-way conversation. We're going to be seeing here in just a moment that prayer is more than just us talking to God, but it is us being willing to listen to him when he speaks. And so we saw the model prayer. Last week we saw the method in prayer. There's three things about the method in this story. In this story, he talks, he gives a story about the guy who comes pounding on the neighbor's door at midnight and says, give me three loaves of bread. I need three loaves. Remember, the guy said, uh-uh, sorry, ain't happening. Me and my kids are in bed. And he even says this, I can't give it to you. Well, he could give it to him. He just didn't want to give it to him, right? And he says, I'm in bed. Leave me alone. But he, he, he keeps nagging, and he keeps pounding, and he keeps knocking, and he keeps asking. And so what we see here is Jesus says you need to ask, you need to seek, and you need to knock. And we know that that is an acronym. It's the word ask. Jesus said you have not because you what? Say it. Ask not. Sometimes we just don't have the things that we, we desire and the things that maybe even God wants for us because we just don't ask. And so Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. But Jesus, interesting enough, uses an acronym here. He says, you need to ask. Meaning he says, you need to ask, you need to seek, and you need to knock. You need to be precise. He asked for three loaves of bread. Like I said last week, uh, if you ask for something, be specific in your prayer. If the guy said, hey, I need some bread, just give me some bread. If he brings out two pieces of crust, let me tell you, that's not going to be good. I told you last week, I do not like crust. Here's something else I don't like. Do not put, do not put mustard on my sandwich. My wife is a deceitful little thing, let me tell you. I think she's in the nursery, so I'm safe, you know. 
Not only does my wife, sometimes when she knows I hate the crust, I do not want the crust on a sandwich. And so she will take and hide the crust by flipping them and then putting the peanut butter and jelly on the inside. But then it's not like it's hard to know because when you just push it, it just goes and squirts out the sides. Are you with me? Because it's all crust. It's just like this. And I don't want to eat crust. And so I'll say to her, honey, honey, would you please make me a sandwich? No crust, please. And then the next request is this. There better not be any mustard on my sandwich. And once in a while when she's making them, she'll accidentally put the mustard. Because when she's making it for the rest of the heathens in my family, the ones who, who, you know, those people have very poor taste, who like mustard. How many of you are mustard people, by the way? Oh, my goodness. God called me to the wrong church. God does make mistakes. It is like 98% mustard here. Do you people actually dip like your, your pretzels in it too? Like those hot pretzels? Oh, Lord help us. Wow. 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 I am so outnumbered here. But my wife, what's that? No friend. Oh, it's all nasty. It's all nasty. Guys, listen, anything that looks like bird poop, I'm sorry, is not going on my sandwich. That's what it looks like. Am I right? I mean, have you not seen it on your car? That is what you're putting on your sandwich. And that's what it tastes like. How would I know? I don't know. But anyway, that's beside the point. And so my, it'll get on there. And I'll say, please, no, make sure there's no mustard. I mean, this just happened not long ago. We were down doing Christmas shopping. We're on Christmas time, starving, starving. I, we pull up and my wife's driving. I said, just, you know, a, a burger. Just get a quick burger on the road. And I said, make sure you tell them I don't want pickles on it. That just ruins my burger, and I don't want, please tell them, no, must, no, no mustard. I was on my phone, wasn't paying attention. Burger comes out. Oh, let me tell you, it was like World War III in the front seat of the car. <laughs> and she goes, well, I can just scrape it off. I can just, I said, you can't scrape that off. It's fair. I said, I guess I'm eating the burger with no buns tonight. But my wife will at home will take the knife and she'll try to scrape it all off. And then she'll try to disguise it. And then she'll put mayonnaise. And, she'll, and the whole family's sitting there watching just to see. As soon as I get it, I take one bite. I'm like, what did you do? She goes, well, there's none on it. I scraped it off. Can I say this? When we pray, Jesus said, he said, be specific. It's interesting. He said, you ask for three loaves. Ask for what you need. What if the guy just threw a couple breadcrumbs out there? He was said, you need to be specific when you pray. He says, be passionate when you pray. The man was pounding and he would not let no be the answer. He was persistent. And so when you pray, be precise. Be passionate, be persistent, and remember, you need to ask, you need to seek, and you need to knock. And let me just share something with you about this asking and seeking and knocking. And that is this, is it all works together. Can I say this? Sometimes when we pray, we don't realize that God has answered a prayer. He just sometimes doesn't answer it the way that you think he answered. And that is where you have to seek. You know, we miss this sometimes. We ask, but I believe in the seeking. What Jesus is saying is seek for the answer to God's prayers. I'll give you just an illustration. The illustration is this. Is that a number of years ago when, we were, when I was pastoring in Columbia, Missouri, we were 
getting ready, our church had just grown. It just like exploded and was taking off. And we were packed in. I mean, just packed. And we needed, we needed for the church to expand. And a very long story short, I, I started praying about this. There was a number of things I was praying about. For example, I was praying. I was like, the, the building we were in at the time, existing building, needed quite a bit of work. We had remodeled the inside, but the outside needed a lot of work. But at the same time, we needed to build a new one. I'm like, but if we build a new one and this one's just falling apart, it's not going to be good. And you're going to have this brand new building next to this just dilapidated building. And so I began to pray. I was like, God, you're going to have to do something. But we really, we already had a building fund. And I'm like, we need new and we need space. But at the same same time, this thing's falling apart. And I'll never forget this. Like on a Sunday night, uh, we, we went to church and there was youth group there. There's just different groups there. There was like the, the, the uh, choir and the worship team, whatever, was practicing. Long story short, we get this like warning, major storm coming. Major storm coming. And they literally said, take shelter. We went down in the basement. We took shelter. And it's Midwest. It's Missouri. And there was tornadoes all around us. God spared us from the tornado, but we had hail. I'm not exaggerating here. Larger than baseball. Some of it was pushing like softball size hail and it was coming down. And it, when we went to the basement, I remember there were like these windows that you could look out and you could hear it hitting the roof. It sounded like there was 50 guys on the roof hitting it with sledgehammers. You could just hear. It. And it was so loud. And I'll be honest, it was terrifying. It was scary. And I mean, it just crushed that property, just crushed it. Well, I was also praying. I was like, God, I pray that you would help me and our family to be able to give a sizable amount of money to the building program because we're going to have like a kickoff offering. So these were two prayers I was specifically praying about, that the, the building could be restored and fixed up and that I could give a sizable amount of money to the building program. Little did I know that that hailstorm and that storm was the answer to prayer. Because one thing happened was this. The entire outside of our building was completely restored. The insurance company paid for above and beyond, which is a miracle, let's be honest. They replaced the roof, the siding, the, the fascia, the soffit. Brand, the exterior of our building was completely brand new, replaced. In fact, it even covered, somehow it was able to cover uh, the deductible. Well, another thing that I didn't think about was this. is I had my Suburban out there. My Suburban, I mean, it took a beating. And it took quite a beating. But I was like, do I really? I was praying about it. I was like, I want to give a large amount, you know, at least a couple thousand to get this building program going. And as I was praying about it, the Lord said, I already answered your prayer. And I what do you mean? And he said, do you really have to have that Suburban completely restored back to 100%? I was like, well, well, no, Lord, but I, I, don't, I kind of want, don't want dents. One of the guys in the church had an auto body shop, and I said, what if I, hey, how much would it cost just to, you know, fix the lights on it, the windshield, to fix the basic things? And it was like, he said, oh, I can do it for 500 bucks. Well, I ended up getting like a $2,600, $2,700, you know, settlement or something from my insurance company. So instead of like fixing every little bump and every little ding, Hey, I, I had you know I had kids. That that's just a given. I mean, if you go to Walmart, you're going to have bumps and dings every time you leave the parking lot. And so I thought, here's an answer to my prayer. And here was the thing: is I was able to give well over two thousand dollars that I was able to give to the church and still get my my vehicle looking decent, you know, and working. But unless we're seeking, sometimes we don't realize that sometimes 
God is already answering prayers that we have prayed. Does this make sense? Seek wisdom to say maybe God isn't answering the way that you think he is, but God may be answering in another way. Notice this morning as well, and it will be very brief. We're very brief here, but notice I want you to see the mechanics to prayer. Let's look at one other passage. It's the same thing we read, but Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Very quickly, look what he says in Matthew. It's almost the same wording, but I want you to notice what he says. He says, ask. This is Jesus speaking on prayer. Ask, and it will be given to you. There it is again. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now notice these next couple verses. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? We know the answer is no. He says, if you then, though you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? I want to just talk for a few moments on the mechanics of prayer. Now, let me tell you something. I am not a mechanic. All right. I have like two two main tools in my house. Butter knife fixes a lot of things and duct tape. Amen. And if need be, gorilla tape. All right. Those are like my two go to's right there. You know, and there might be a few other tools. I am not a mechanic. All right. How, how many of you are not mechanics? Like you are not mechanically inclined. A few of you. Are you are you guys just hating on me all day? How many of you are? How many of you are? All right, some of you. Okay. So I am not a mechanic. Do not ask me to fix anything. But I do know some of the basics. Because I used to have, when I was a teenager, I used to have my own lawn mowing business, lawn care. So we had lawn mowers. And I remember my dad telling me there was a few basics. He said, you need spark, you need fuel, and you need airflow. And he goes, if that thing's not working, you got to fix one of those things. So it might be the spark plug. You know, you're sitting there cranking, 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 won't start. You're trying to get that lawnmower going. But he says, those are the three things you need. And so I remember I would at least test and check the spark plug. All right, we got that. Then a lot of times maybe it's that little carburetor on the top. And so I'd clean that out, you know. And sometimes a mower would just be annoying. You know, it would be like, you know, it would be idling crazy. And I remember you go and you clean that thing out. And all of a sudden it would start, start flowing. It would start running. But you need spark. You need fuel. Now, this is something most wives have no clue. But cars actually need to go to the gas station every so often to put fuel in it. Just, just throwing that out there, all right? Just throwing that out there. And so they need gas. They need gas. So check the fuel, right? And obviously, as we mentioned, the airflow. So these are three things. Can I say this? In the prayer life, Jesus says there's some mechanics to this. This is what I, what I read here. This is what I see. I see this. I see a good son asking a good father. Now listen to these words. For a good thing. A good son or son asking a good father for a good thing. Let me ask you this question. Are we a child of God? Are we a son? The Bible says to those who believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, he says he gives them the authority, the right, the legal right. He says you've been adopted. How many, isn't that awesome? You're adopted into God's family. 
You see, we have to ask ourselves, am I a child of God? Am I one of his children? Am I a follower of Jesus Christ? Am I a believer? To those, John 1.12 says, to those who believe upon him, to them he gives the legal right to be called a child of God. Now here's the, the big question. And this is where prayer really gets interesting. Because I do believe this is important. Prayer is a two-way street. Do we listen to God? Or do we always want God to just be listening to us? Have you ever known some people, a friend or someone in a relationship, you start to get to know them, and you ever, after you're around them a while, it's always only about them? And they do all of the talking, and they do none of the listening. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's times, I hate to say this, I've actually even done it. It's wrong. Please forgive me, it's wrong. But there's just some people, I, I, I knew this one person, it was always about them. And they would even say, they'd even start the conversation, oh, how are you? How are you doing? I'm like, I would even just throw something out there like, oh, well, my best friend just died. Like, oh, that's nice. Let me tell you about. And you're like, really? That's nice. You didn't even hear a word that I said. And so they do all the talking and they never do any of the listening. Listen to what James says. We we read it last week and I'm not putting the verse up there, but James says the effectual Fervent or passionate prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's look at a couple verses, because I don't want you to think this is just what I'm saying, but this is where prayer gets, gets messy. You guys with me? You want your prayers answered? Say yes. Yes. This is where prayer gets a little messy. Just a few quick verses and we're done. But Psalm 66, 16 through 18. Listen to what he says. This is what David said. This whole thing's on prayer. There's more here. Can't cover it all. But what he says, he says, Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. Listen to what he says. I cried out to him. This is prayer. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. Hallowed be thy name. Right? Jesus said, when you pray, there needs to be adoration. There needs to be praise. But notice what he said. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. He says, if I cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. He says, listen, I cried out. Listen what he says. I cried out to God. I praised him. God heard my prayers. God answered me. He says, but, here's the big but, if I cherished sin in my heart, God would not have even listened to me. Do you know in the model prayer, what was one of the things that, that Jesus said? You say, hallowed be thy name, and you pray thy kingdom come, and those things. But he also said, forgive us our what? Sins. Or our trespasses. Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses. Look at Proverbs chapter 28 in verse number 9. He says this. He says, if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instructions... Listen to these words. Even their prayers are detestable. You see, there's, this is where I said prayer is a two-way street. Yes, it's us talking to God, but it's us being willing to listen to God and to listen to Him. And He says, remember, I want you to listen to my word as well. And I want you to listen to my spirit. And, and David said, if I cherished, if I cherished sin in my heart, 
If I hid these things in my heart and, and I wasn't real with God and open with God, it is this, is there is also a time of confession. That prayer should be a time where we praise God and there's adoration, but also there should be a time where we know we've messed up. We know we've sinned against God. And we acknowledge and say, hey, I messed up. And God, I'm sorry. And God, forgive me. When, when we do that, then God will be open to hear our prayers and our requests. You see, what we don't understand is this, is that we have within us the Holy Spirit. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that we can grieve, or here's a a more modern term that we could use, that we could offend the Holy Spirit. We can offend the Holy Spirit. We can hurt, let me say it like this. We we never think about like this. We can hurt the Holy Spirit's feelings. Have you ever had your feelings hurt? Yeah? Someone hurt your feelings. Someone hurt you. They said something, did something intentional, unintentional. But man, they hurt you. Can I ask you something? Until they get that taken care of and get it right, let's be honest. Are things between you and them a little off? Am I right? Off? It's just not. One more passage, Zechariah 7. Listen to these words, 7, 4 through 13. Zechariah 7, 4 through 13. This is what he says. Then the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. And he's speaking to God's people. Ask all the people of the land and the priests, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month for the past 70 years, was it really for me that you fasted? And when you were eating and drinking and you were having the festivities, the the feasts for yourselves, he says, are these not the words that the Lord proclaimed to the earlier prophets when Jerusalem and its surrounding towns were at rest and prosperous and the Negev and the western foothills were settled? And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. Listen to what he says. This is what the Lord Almighty said. Administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. But they refuse, listen to this, they refuse to pay attention. Stubbornly they turned their backs and they covered their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and they would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. So listen to this. So the Lord was what? He was very angry. And when I called, this is what He says, and when I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. Isn't that interesting? God says, I mean, can we just put it in today's terms? God said, you ain't going to listen to me? And I ain't going to listen to you. The ain't is in the original language, okay? It's in the Hebrew there. That's what God said. He says, you're not willing to listen to me? You don't want to hear my word? You don't want to hear my instruction? You don't want to listen to my spirit when I'm telling you to do something and I'm asking you to do something? And you want to disregard what I say and disregard my word? You want to stiff arm me? And this is is Bible, folks. He says, you want to stiff arm me? Then fine, I'm going to stiff arm you. You don't want to listen to me? Then why should I be listening to you? Are you with me this morning? 
This is why I said where prayer kind of gets messy. I think maybe one of the best illustrations of this is what Jesus uses in the parable. He speaks about a father who gives to his son. Now, obviously, he's not going to give him evil things. But can we use this analogy or illustration for a little bit? I have kids. All right. And if I have, I'll use my younger one since she's down in children's church. It's always good using ones that aren't present. But if I have this 10, 11-year-old and, you know, my wife and I have maybe just a few things. We need, you know, some chores and we expect a few things. And, and she's just being a brat, you know. She's just being awful. And she's not listening. And she's being disrespectful. And she's, you know, and we said, you need to clean your room. And she says, I'm not cleaning my room. And she slams the door. And we go in and there's stuff flying everywhere. And then five minutes later, she comes out and says, can we go to the movies? What's her answer going to be, Honestly. absolutely not there's a whole lot of apologizing and there's some like restoration and there's something are you serious that behavior was unacceptable now let's be honest if they apologize and they're remorseful and they they, if you will make amends then you might be a little more open to saying okay we'll go to the movies but can I say I know that might be like a simple illustration but can I say this a lot of times that's what we're saying and doing to God God you're not important to me I don't care what you say I don't care what you want me to do in my life I'm I'm doing my thing but then immediately when we get ourselves in a mess now we need God to come and clean it up right now can I just say this God is a good God. He is a good Father. Amen? And He is merciful. And there's times we mess it up. And you want to know something? And He does get us out of the mess that we're in. But a lot of times we're missing out on the very best and the good things that God has for us because a lot of times we're not willing to listen to God. And beyond that, we're kind of like that spoiled child who throws a fit and we just want to get our way. And that's not how God works. The mechanics to prayer is this, a good son or daughter, a good child of God, asking a good father. We have a perfect, loving, heavenly father, a good father, asking for a good thing. I close with this, and that is, is what we're asking for a good thing? Because God is such a loving God, a loving Heavenly Father, He will never give us evil things. Now, here's the catch. Sometimes the things that we're asking for may not be good for us. We just don't know it. Right? We just don't know it. I remember years ago, you know, just graduating high school, getting ready for college, and I remember the one girl, she, she was coming to our church, and she said, I just want you to know that I'm praying. And I said, oh, that's great. And I might, you know, was in church together and, and stuff, kind of in this, getting ready to go off the college. She goes, but I'm praying. I said, that's great. Uh, and she says, uh, and I said, well, what are you praying for? She goes, I pray that we get married someday. And I said, oh, I'm praying that we don't get married. <laughs> And she goes, well, I guess we'll see whose prayers are answered or not. And I was like, oh, God, please answer mine. I went home and confessed every sin I ever did, let me tell you. 
I mean, I went back to like three years old. And I was confessing everything. Because I'm like, God, I need to answer my prayers. I cannot be married to that woman right there. Needless to say, my prayers were answered and not hers. Amen. It was a good thing I didn't say, well, I hope your prayers answered. Well, God bless you. I was so glad I asked her what was her prayer. But I'll never forget that. And I literally went home in fear and trembling and said, oh, God, I need to get right with you. Because if her prayers are answered over my prayers, this is going to be a long, rough life, you know. But God only gives us good things. You know, again, having kids and as they grow up, you know, sometimes they want something or ask for something. You know, most likely you're probably not going to give your two-year-old a sharp knife as a gift. They might have to wait for that one, you know. You, you know, depend. Well, we're here in Utah. You might give your five-year-old a twenty-two. I will, you know, it depends. Depends on where you live and supervision. I grew up in Pennsylvania. That was standard issue, you know. But again, how many of you remember the, the Christmas movie, the Red Rider BB gun? What was that movie? Christmas Story, right? I want a Red Rider BB gun. He's like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. So understand that sometimes, sometimes when God says no, it's not because God, and we say, well, my prayer wasn't answered. It may be that God is protecting us from something. Amen. And so sometimes God answers yes. We'll talk more about this next week in the area of prayer. Sometimes God says no because he has something better. And can I say this? Sometimes God just says wait. But can I tell you this as we close? Luke, 18, Luke 11, uh, 18, or 18, 1, I'm sorry. Jesus said, let men always pray and don't quit. Men ought to always pray and don't quit. But as we close this morning, can I say this? Sometimes our prayers are being hindered. God's not hearing our prayers because we are not listening to God. Prayer is a two-way street. It's a two-way conversation. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Just like we communicate with one another, God wants to communicate. He has, re- he has relationship and fellowship with us. So make sure you're listening to his word. And can I tell you something? There are times I sit, I pray, and I say, God, I don't know what to do in this situation, and I pray. And you know what is amazing? After a few moments of praying, a lot of times God gives me the answer that I need. And I had like this clear view and vision of what I'm supposed to do. That's prayer. So when you pray, obviously you're talking to God. But can I say this? Let's make sure that we're listening to him as well. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Just stay seated. We're going to have a word of prayer. And then I want us to listen. We're not going to sing this last song. I want us to listen to the song. And then we're going to be dismissed after that. All right? So let's have a word of prayer. And uh, the worship team is going to come. And I just want you to listen to this, this song. I hope and pray that will be a blessing and minister to you. Lord, we love you.